Hey everyone, it's Allison Moore, the Unlikely Pastor Wife, and I'm so glad that you're here for this episode today entitled Six Months Later. I'm going to talk about what has happened and transpired since I came out and left my MLM six months ago. I did an episode about it. And more importantly than that, I'm going to talk about what to do if you know somebody who's in an MLM or if they've left, how you can support them after they leave. Here we go. Hey friends, I am back and I am somewhat timid to do this episode, but excited as well. It's like all the, all the, all the emotions I'm feeling right now. Uh, I have been thinking about this episode for a while, my six months later episode, just talking about what has happened to me. Um, I don't want to say happened to me because that puts me in victim mode. I don't know how else to say it though. Um, what has transpired? I guess that's a better way of saying it. Since I left my MLM and my podcast, my episode came out, um, I put a poll on Instagram, my unlikely pastor wife Instagram, and I said, hey, who would like to hear what's happened since I put my episode out? And last time I checked, like 100% of you were like, yes, we want to hear. Um, so here I am <laughs> sharing with you. And there are, this is kind of threefold. This is why I'm sharing this. One, I think it's important for people to understand that when people leave MLMs, and especially if they were at certain ranks in their MLMs, making certain amounts of money, like, you know, people that just start or aren't really in it and they come out and they say something, it doesn't create waves. People that were really deep making good money, if they leave and they say something publicly, the amount of backlash that can happen to them is really wild. And a lot of things transpired like that. So it's a cautionary tale um, for people, I guess not wanting to leave, but just for people to see like behind the scenes, this is what happens when people leave these, these, I want to say high control groups, in my opinion, okay, in my opinion, high control groups, um, when you leave and you speak out, you are like immediately the enemy, you're a hater, you're this, you're that. I mean, think of Scientology. I mean, it's not that extreme. Like I don't have people at my doorstep like videoing me and whatever they're calling. I forget what Scientology calls it. Fair gaming, that's what they call it in Scientology. It's not that extreme, obviously. Um, But there are some things that happen that I think people should know about because I think it's important that people see that it's not all rainbows and butterflies when you leave. Um, there, there are some things that can happen that can cause a lot of stress and, and pain and emotion. So that's the first reason. The second reason is because, well, the second and third reason I want to share is because at the end of this, I'm going to give you some um, action steps, like a call to action. I think it's really important not to share things and then just leave it at that. I think it's important to be like, hey, here's a call to action. So at the end, I'm going to give you some things to think about if you have somebody that you know that you love that's in an MLM, any MLM, this is very broad, um, and is still in how you can help them if they want help. And when people leave MLMs, um, how you can support them. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a call to action at the end. I think it's really, again, important, not just to like share my story and be like, blah, 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 blah. Here's what happened. But Hey, here's some things I've learned since I've left that I think is important for you. If you have people in your life who are in these or if they want to leave. So there we are. All right. To preface this before my episode came out, and I don't even remember if I said this. No, I didn't. I didn't say this. In my, I don't think. Maybe I did. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I was um, unfriended from on Facebook. And I know you're like, what does that matter, Allison? It's just social media. It sends a message. Like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Like, we want to be like, oh, that doesn't hurt my feelings. But when you're unfriended and blocked, it sends a message. Like, it just sends a message. 
So my upline, my good friends, they knew I was going to leave eventually, but I hadn't left yet. I was still quote unquote coaching. I still had a downline. I still had clients ordering all of the things. Um, and they unfriended me on Facebook and then they deleted me, uh, removed me from every single group. Again, this is before I resigned, before I told them, before my episode came out, I told them I was going to leave eventually, but I hadn't yet. I mean, I could have stayed in for another year and just let everything, you know, kind of slowly fall away, which I had done the previous year. But again, I was still making a couple thousand, you know, a month, um, at that point when I left. And so um, they had removed me from every client support page, every coach support group on Facebook. And again, I was still technically in the business. So I messaged, I, I texted them. And I was like, hey, I saw you unfriended me. What's the deal? And they're, I'm like, does this, like, what does this have to do with our friendship? And I'm like, oh, it's actually the contrary, but we are, we're, we're on trips. Like they were on a couple trips. Like she was somewhere, he was somewhere. We'll get back to you in a few days about this. And I was like, okay, this is not, I felt it wasn't important to them, but it was important to me because again, this was before my episode came out. I hadn't even resigned the business. And yet these people I'd been friends with for 13 years, they're, they're unfriending me. They're removing me from everything. And it was like, wait, I still am in the business. So the next like week or two weeks after I finally pulled the plug, that was kind of my final straw was when they unfriended me and then they removed me from all the groups. I was like, I'm done. Like, this is it. I'm done. And so that's when I decided like, I'm going to pull the plug. And then I decided to, um, uh, release my, my episode. So anyways, I was removed and all of that. Um, so a couple days after my episode came out, um, I got a cease and desist from the company. Um, not from compliance. I literally got it from their lawyers. And I think I can say this out loud. I don't think it's like, I don't think it can be, I don't think it's a secret. Um, I was asked to remove the podcast and a couple of Instagram posts. Now for uh, context, I had had a separate Instagram page. Um, I have three profiles. It's super fun to keep up with that. And I had started this Instagram page like a year ago, this past June. Um, so I hadn't had it very long and it was really me processing some of the diet culture messages I had been in for so long, not just in the MLM, but like just in life in general, right? And I, um, I blocked some of the top leaders cause I was like, I don't want them to see it. I don't think they need to see it. Uh, they, they, people were screenshotting it though and sending it to people and it got around. Um, that was a topic of discussion is why, why are you talking about diet culture, but yet you're still a coach. And I was like, I know I'm working through some of this stuff. Um, so I had never used that page for anything having to do with the business ever. It was like a new fresh page. I just started, well, corporate got a hold of it and they asked me to remove some posts. Um, I guess I had used some hashtags that they didn't like that had to do with them. So I hired a lawyer. I'd actually been talking to a lawyer before I even put the episode out because I just wanted to make sure I was doing everything okay and all of that. So um, I contacted my lawyer and I was like, hey, here's my cease and desist. <laughs> He's like, okay. Um, I said, I will remove the Instagram post, but I'm not removing the episode because I didn't mention names. I didn't mention the company, like nothing. And so we kind of went back and forth and then, um, my episode's still up. So, okay, we'll just leave it at that. Um, after the episode aired, they, my, my upline, my former close friends both did Facebook lives about me. Now I'm blocked at this point. Um, my husband is not blocked. I'm blocked. And, um, 
so I couldn't see this, but I had people sending me like screenshots and screenshots of the comments that were being made and what was being said about me and all of this. And I was shocked. Now I will say this. I had not listened to their Facebook lives. One, because my husband was like, don't listen. And I was like, okay. Like he was like, do not, don't just don't listen to it. I was like, all right. But the first time I'd listened to it was because an anti-MLMer got my podcast and then also got their Facebook lives and like the full, full Facebook lives, um, and commentated on their Facebook lives about how she felt through the eyes of somebody outside, what that looked like to people, you know, like, was it manipulative? Was there spiritual manipulation in her opinion? All of that type of stuff. And so the first time I'd watched those Facebook lives was when she came out with that video. And I was like, wow. (laughs) It was really, really, really shocking to me um, what was said. And I was, I was said it was untruthful. Um, The husband said that I had alluded to the fact that I had addictions um, in a very roundabout way. He said that he did say addictions. Um, And I understand their hurt, but the wife said that I had never come to them and talked to them about it, but that wasn't true because I had talked to them about this stuff. And that's why I was unfriended originally and removed from all the groups is because I had said some of this stuff to them, um, a lot of it. And my husband, um, in his lovely way, responded to one of their lives and said, Hey, Allison, or he didn't mention my name. He said the person, cause he didn't want to mention my name and attach me to it. Um, he said, you know, the person who posted this did talk to you about it. They did. Um, I was sitting there when she talked to you about it on numerous occasions. Um, and the few things that she didn't say, she didn't say, cause the culture doesn't allow it. And that was combated with Allison you know, needs attention and drama in her life. That's why she did this. Um, yeah, I love, I love getting cease and desist and having to hire lawyers. It's super fun. Um, I am a truth teller though. I am a truth teller and I will tell the truth. That's not needing attention and drama. Um, it's actually just being a truth teller. So anyways, um, my husband was unblocked from their pages cause he, um, ag- agreed with me. There were some people that, uh, commented on these Facebook lives, um, that agreed with me. They, those comments were removed and, um, it was only like the positive stuff like, Oh, you're so right. There were a lot of things. Comments were sent to me. It's, it's amazing how many people send things to me. (laughs) My husband's like, you need to tell people to stop selling, sending things to you. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But again, I want to have all of this and I have like a file of all of this stuff and my lawyer has it. Um, cause I just want to cover my basis. And so everything I'm saying in this podcast today, I have proof, like I have screenshots, I have screen records, like I have proof of what was said about me. Um, people were saying I was doing the work of Satan, um, that the, that Satan will destroy me, that, um, hurt people, hurt people, that I'm jealous. Um, all of these comments, um, there was one person that said, you know, no one will believe her lies. And this was like the same person who hugged my neck, you know? early, you know, six, seven, eight months earlier and was always wanting to hang out and all of this. And I think she's a lovely person, but you know, my, her lies. And, um, I was like, wow, okay. 
that's that's wild that you did Facebook lives. Now I know the wife took her live down. Um, I don't know if the husband did. Again, I'm blocked. My husband's blocked. Um, so I don't know if they did or not. And if they took them down, great. If they didn't, whatever. Um, it's fine. But that that was the initial thing was that they did these Facebook lives trying to discredit me and discredit what I said um, and make me look like I'm a hater. I'm not a contender. I'm settling in my health. I'm all of the things um, and just discredit everything that I had to say. So that was kind of the first thing. It was like that blew up and um, that finally settled down. But then another top leader posted some things um, indirectly mocking me. One was this guy in a clown outfit, hat, like hair thing, being like Karens that leave their MLMs. And this was like five days after my podcast came out, maybe even a week after it came out. Someone screenshot that and sent that to me. And it was just like that person was basically passive aggressively saying, oh, if you've listened to this, (laughs) she's a Karen that left the MLM. I mean, guys, I'm talking about people who are at the top. Like they're huge leaders in this company. And, um, they, they just, they went, they went crazy, like super defensive. And I don't know if they went that way because no one had ever come out and said the things that I was saying. Um, I I don't think so. Again, there's a culture in MLMs where you, if you leave, don't say anything. I was even told months earlier when they knew I was eventually going to leave, do no harm. Meaning like, what does that even mean? Like, I can never say how I feel. Like I can never say what I went through. Like, what do you mean by that? And why is me saying what I went through harmful? Like maybe we need to look at some practices. You know what I mean? Um, these, these leaders also, uh, went on the defense when I came out with my, uh, you know, should Christians strive to be wealthy podcast and episode. They came out with posts that were passive aggressively talking about that. Like I'm stupid. Like I don't know what they're talking about. Um, there was even one Instagram story that one of the top leaders him and his wife posted and the husband was like, oh, like pastor's wives, you know, jealousy. And then he commented about pastor's wives. And then they made a comment of like, yeah, the same people who are jealous are the same people that say you shouldn't strive to be wealthy. But the people that say that don't have any money, like literally that's what was said. And it was all, it was about me. Like I'm, it was about me and what I'd put out and the content I'd put out on my, on my podcast. Um, one of the Instagram posts that I, uh, had to, I was asked to take down. I wasn't asked, I was told, (laughs) and I agreed to, let's just say that. Okay. I agreed to take down. Um, I, I deleted those within like three or four days, um, right after I got the cease and desist. Well, one of the top leaders, one of the same top leaders I've been talking about screenshot that. And maybe this person is the person that turned me into corporate. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't really care at this point, but um, this person, he used that image of me in the reel that I had done combating diet culture. He used it in a conference last March, this past March, in front of over 3,000 people, um, basically mocking the message I was saying in that video. And one, it's wild to me that he screenshot that and he kept it, but also it was something I from the company 
took down because the company asked me to, yet he was allowed to use it publicly in front of 3,000 people mocking my message. And the reason I know that is because someone was sitting in the audience, they took a screenshot, they sent it to me and they're like, oh my gosh, this is you, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. And then they told me what happened. And I was just, (laughs) first of all, if you want to use my image, okay, fine. But don't use the image that I was, the company asked me to remove. That seems weird. Um, And also you're mocking me in the message that I was sending out about diet culture. And that just, it pissed me off. I'm just going to be honest. It just absolutely made me so angry. And I'm still kind of angry about it because it's just, I, I, I can't even explain how, why it makes me angry. It just, it's, it just makes me angry. Um, to screenshot that and then use it, um, when I was asked to take it down or I was told to take it down as part of, you know, our negotiations and then he can use it. It's, it's crazy. Um, I was, I was blocked by a lot of people. Did I already say this? I'm trying to remember. Um, people I love and adore and I still love and adore and I think they're amazing people, but I was blocked. I was unfriended. Um, I, I would go to look at somebody's page and I would be like, oh my gosh, Ryan, so-and-so unfriended me. Um, and it made me sad because I thought I see value in them outside of the business, but yet apparently they don't see value in me outside of the business. Like my value only came because I was a part of the business, the company, whatever we were doing. And because I had said what I saw, whether they agree or not. Um, I know that when the episode first came out, I, uh, someone, a coach came onto my page and kind of combated me a little bit. And I thanked her for her comment. I said, I disagree with you. I said, however, I'm not going to remove this comment, nor am I going to block you. Like uh, has been done on other forums when people disagree. Um, because I think it's okay to, to disagree. And I think it's okay to disagree publicly. It didn't get ugly. It didn't get gross. I think it was respectful back and forth. Um, But I wasn't going to delete those comments because I wanted people to see that I think it's okay to have people disagree with you and disagree publicly like that. And she did. And we probably still don't agree. She probably unfriended me as well. I don't know. I haven't looked recently. Um, But I told her, I said, I'm not unlike what happened to me and things being deleted and blocked and all that. I'm not going to delete this thread with you because I think it's important to show that we can be open to conversations. Um, so it was just, it was just very sad how things kind of played out. It's died down a lot, which is fantastic. Um, I have come across some things that I probably won't get into that here. I don't think that's the forum for it, but some things that are very hypocritical. And now that I'm out, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm out, but I'm not going to, and hypocritical in my opinion. So there was just kind of a lot of negativity when, when it came out and that happens to people when they leave, like it happens to people when they leave MLMs or if they speak out about them. I mean, you are called, um, I was just reading a thread today of somebody who was, talking about the body shaming and um, in this particular company by leaders and top leaders were bashing them, being like, I'm so sad that you're doing this. This is divisive, Um, you know, and then you get the love bombing on that post from their friends and their coaches. And it's just, in my opinion, the toxicity of it all is just crazy. Like you can never say anything against it or even question it without being called a hater, divisive, um, and the like. Those are two of the biggest words I've seen. Um, 
so it's it's just a very strange world to come out of. And so that's going to lead me into um it's going to lead me into what you can do with somebody who has left an MLM in your life or you know is in an MLM and you see kind of the destruction that's happening. I had somebody message me. Actually, I have a lot of people message me, not just in this company, but outside of the company and other MLMs that are like, thank you so much for saying what you said. Um, your story is my story. Um, you know, you had a lot of bravery to speak out. And at the time, I didn't think I was brave. I was just like, I want to share what I what I saw and why I left, especially when you're making a lot of money, you know. Um, and so to be encouraged, it's encouraging when people message me and they say like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. I was in this MLM. The same thing happens in, in that MLM, which is crazy to me. And that's something I've learned over the past six months as I've been untangling a lot of this stuff and kind of dealing with all of this is that they all are basically the same. And I thought mine was different. Sorry, I just drink Diet Coke. So I'm kind of, I kind of got the burpees. <laughs> Not the exercise burpees, like the burp burps, okay? Um, but I have, I have learned after listening to other podcasts about people who have left other MLMs, which there are a ton, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, but hearing the the tactics, the the messaging, the wording, the things, they're all the same. They literally are all the same. And um, in my opinion, they're all the same in my opinion. But the 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 methods, everything, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought this one was different. But in reality, I look at it and what that person experienced in something totally different is like wild to me that it was the same thing, like the same wording, the same strategies, the same everything. Um, and so if you know somebody who's in currently in, in an MLM, again, I, go, I say all this to say I've had people message me and I had one gentleman message me and my heart broke because he said, you know, my wife is in this and um, it's destroying our marriage. And I thought oh, that my heart hurt for him and it breaks for him. And last time I spoke, I think they're, I think they're on the way to like a, a dissolving of the marriage, if you will. Um, it's really sad to me. And that's not how it's supposed to be. If something is destroying relationships in your life, that's a huge red flag, a huge red flag. But this is the thing. If they're in one, they have to see it for themselves. Um, if they're in deep, the brainwashing can be really strong. Brainwashing, in my opinion, can be very strong. Um, I mean, I know that there are still things six months out that I am unraveling and I'm untangling and I'm trying to figure out and a thought will come into my mind. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is what I was taught in this. I'm not going to, I'm not even entertaining that thought. Um, so if someone is in it, they have to see it for themselves. And sometimes you can say all the things and it might just push you, push them away from you, which is really unfortunate. I think one of the good questions that you can ask is, hey, what does your profit and loss statement look like? If they don't have a profit and loss statement, first of all, every business should, even as a real estate agent, I have a profit and loss statement. Like what am I putting out? What am I spending? What am I making? Um, you have to have it for taxes. <laughs> every year um, when my tax guy, when it was time to do taxes, I would provide him with my profit and loss. If they don't have a profit and loss statement, that's a huge deal. They have to have that. They need to see what they're spending versus what they're making. And a lot of times, and according to the FTC, 
99% of people won't make any money. They'll lose money. And if they're not tracking those expenses, that is a question that you can ask. Like, hey, I would encourage you to do a profit and loss. Like, doesn't your tax guy ask you for a profit and loss? Are you making more money than you're spending in this business? And when I'm talking, I'm talking like buying product. I'm talking trips. I'm talking conventions that you have to pay for. I'm talking retreats that you have to pay for, um, training you have to pay, all of that. All of that is an expense. And if you're putting out more than you're making, you fall into that 99% of people that the FTC says you will lose money. Now, I was one, I was 1%. I was made, even after my profit and loss, I was making money. Um, but that's a good question to ask somebody. Uh, if they're open, I would say, you know, send them videos or podcast episodes, not necessarily mine. You can, if you want, you don't have to, but get onto whatever platform you're using to listen to this and send them podcasts from people who have left their MLMs, um, the ones that they're in. Because I think it's important to hear stories. I started listening. Well, I will say this. There's not a lot of stories from the MLM I was in. I think that's another reason why I had so much backlash is because I may have been the first person to actually openly say something. Um, And people were like, whoa, we've never had anybody say anything. You know, whereas now there are a lot of MLMs where people are coming out and saying like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Um, So you can find stuff. You can find videos. You can find podcast episodes of people that have got out, why they left. And um, it might might just uh, put a seed in their mind and in their heart. Um, I will say this. I'm not in completely... I am anti-MLM, I will say that, but if they love the products and they just sell them and they don't focus heavily on recruiting, I'm kind of like, let them live. You know what I mean? I have a friend, she's a beautiful soul. She sells something and um, I, I don't ever hear her talking about recruiting. I, I like, she just she likes like, like this product. She's really cute, love her. Um, but if they're in deep and they're like trying to leave their job, like the real danger is when I see people leaving their jobs in hopes that they will replace their income eventually or they'll continue to replace their income. Um, I've had so many people that are like, I hit this rank and then I could never hit it again. And I'm like, well, you're not the only person. Like, It's really hard to continue the rat race of constantly getting new customers and clients and all of that. And I've, I've talked about that in my other podcast. I'm not going to rehash that. But um, if they just love the products, I don't know. I mean... Maybe just let them live. Don't give them crap about it. I don't know. If they're pushing it, if they're trying to recruit you, that's an issue. That's an issue because um, it's the recruitment. If it was if it was just selling products and you could make a ton of money just selling the products, that's one thing. It's the recruitment part of coming in and recruiting other people because that's where the money is. And a top leader totally exposed himself not that way. <laughs> he, he did a video that I saw on another platform where he showed what he made and it was like 99.9% of his income was from his team. Like out of his like $235,000 a month or 135, whatever a month, like he was only making like maybe 1500 from his actual sales. Everything else was from his team. And I'm like, bro, you just, you just like exposed everything about like what you're doing is kind of not okay. Um, rabbit trail just a little bit. So if they're focusing on recruiting, you know, that's where it gets really dicey. And I think, again, the real danger is when people are trying to leave their regular jobs, jobs with 401ks and retirement and pensions and insurance. And, you know, a J-O-B is like a four-letter word in these MLMs because they want you all in. And I've had people message me saying, we are in, we can't get out. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we both quit our jobs. They told us to quit our jobs. And now we're like, well, what do we do now? Like, I want to leave. I can't leave. What do I do? I'm like, I don't know what to do, but thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> um, 
I just think it's a huge danger zone. And one of those times where I would encourage you to challenge that person lovingly. Um, if you want some strategies, I think it's very nuanced depending on the person. Um, reach out to me um, on the Unlikely Pastor Wife. Go ahead and direct message me and you know tell me kind of what the situation is and maybe I can give some insight. Um, it's hard to blanket um, help people like in this blanket statement when every situation is so nuanced. So um, my direct messages on my Instagram are totally open. Please feel free to direct message me there if you have a specific question. Um, what about, you know, once people are out, you know, they've left, um, maybe they are struggling with some of the, the unraveling of things they were taught. Maybe they're feeling like a failure. I, I had somebody do a zoom with me and they were crying because they were like, I have to go get a job. I thought that I've been doing this for seven years. I thought that, you know, by now I would be where you were or where, you know, so-and-so is and I am not, and I'm just going backwards and now I have to go get a job and I feel like such a failure. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that, that's the worst. Like you're not a failure. And I just tried to encourage that person of like, you're not a failure. This is how it's designed to be. And, um, that person's still in. That's totally fine. I'm not here to tell people to leave, but I was just encouraging her to let her know, like, you're not a failure because you have to go get a J-O-B. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot to be said about regular nine to fives where you can actually turn things off at the end of the day. Okay. I'm getting into other podcasts. I'm not going to go down that road. All right. Back to what I was saying. Once they're out, support them. Do not, do not, I repeat, do not, do not, do not say, well, yeah, I knew it was a pyramid. Or yeah, I, I mean, oh yeah, we all talked about it behind, you know, we, we said, oh, she's a, he, he's in a pyramid scheme. She's in a pyramid scheme. Um, yeah, we, we knew it. That is not the time to say, I told you so. Okay. Um, it is not, it's not helpful and it infuriates me because no one wants to hear that once they're out. This is the thing. Very smart people. I feel like I'm a very intelligent person. I got sucked into one. Um, I know a lot of very intelligent people who, you know, do really great things in this world and they are sucked into thing, these things. And, um, the last thing you want friends and family to say to your face or even behind your back, like, let's just be honest. Don't even talk about it behind people's backs. It's rude. It's terrible. Don't do it. I know it's been done with, with me. I know people have said it behind my back, whatever. Um, but it's infuriating to hear someone say, yeah, I knew, I knew what you were in or yeah, I tried to talk to you about it and you wouldn't listen or, that is not the time. Again, we when you leave something like this and if you're really deep into it, you are unraveling some things and there are still things that you are like will come up in your mind that you have to like take a moment and you have to stop and you have to be like, okay, let me unravel this. Let me disentangle this a little bit so I can dig through to the truth and not just what I was told and what was regurgitated and what I regurgitated. We are unlearning so much. Um, so be encouraging, listen, and don't play the, I knew it game. Okay. No one wants to hear that. It's so shameful. It makes you feel like an idiot. Um, and again, a lot of smart people are in MLMs and, um, we don't want to hear, oh, I knew, I knew. Yeah. Well, I tried to tell you, or I, I would bring up, I would bring up, you know, is it, I think this is a pyramid or I think this is a, I brought it up to you and you didn't want to hear it. Well, of course not. Of course not. Going back to how to help somebody that's in an MLM currently. No one wants to hear that because basically what it's saying is like, it makes you feel stupid and I'm not stupid. And people that are in these are not stupid. Um, they just get the allure of what is promised to them if they do the work. 
is is very enticing. And some of us lived in that world for a long time and it was great until it wasn't anymore. And um, some of people in them never get to the, this is great. You know, they're just striving and striving to get to, this is a great thing that I'm doing, but we're not stupid. So don't play the, I knew it, I knew it game, or I tried to tell you game. Just listen, just be a shoulder to cry on and listen. Um, if you have not been in one yourself, you do not understand the level of brainwashing that happens in my opinion. Okay. In my opinion. And again, you can look at somebody with judgment and be like, I can't believe they were involved in that, but you don't get it. Like you literally don't get it. It's like Scientology. Like we can all from the outside be like, how the heck did people not see? But the people that are in it, they can't see it while they're in it. And that's the same thing with MLMs. Like you can't see it when you're in it, but when you do see it and you leave, you're like, holy crap, what the heck? So we don't need friends and families to play the I told you so game. All right. So just be encouraging. Um, hopefully that helped you. Hopefully that gave you some insight. Um, I scratched the surface at the beginning of, you know, kind of what happened to me. And again, this is not me being a victim. I'm not being a victim at all. Please understand that. Um, I'm just really sharing like, hey, insight into like when people leave, sometimes it's not pretty. And it wasn't pretty. And again, luckily it's died down. I don't know if it's going to rise up again after this episode. I hope not. But um, again, I've never mentioned the company. I'm not going to. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, this is very ambiguous. Um, so I hope it helped you. Again, if you guys have any questions about any of this, please direct message me on the Unlikely Pastor Wife on Instagram. My direct messages are open. Other than that, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time.